Welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I am your host, Kyron Morrison, and I'm actually, I'm kind of home alone at the moment. I've got some friends over, but my, my good friend and co-host John McDonald is off seeing a movie, because apparently he's too, you know, he's a busy man, doesn't have time to do podcasts all the time. So he's off seeing Ant-Man, so I've recruited two of my friends from Story Mode, Jesse and Simon. How are we both doing? Um, yeah. As somebody who saw Quantumania last night, I'm doing better than Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. As someone who has not seen Quantumania yet, I think I'm doing better than both Jesse and Joel. Oh, there you go. There you go. I find the positives. Look, <laughs> stab in the dark here. I could be wrong. Simon is in a state of both having watched it and not watched it. He's in a real Quantumania. If you and that's my one joke for the show. And I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Look, up. you got out of the way early, I guess. That's the main thing, right? I can only I... get... Is it all downhill from here? or? Oh, we're pretty far down the hill already. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> How much further from rock bottom can we be? Mm. I mean, there's only one way to find out, and that's to to go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, so yeah, as I said, Joel's not here. So bear with me as I try to take on the role of like running this show and also ending this show and trying to maintain this show. Simon you know? and I refuse to help in any discernible it's way. Absolutely. We will actually rock the boat. <laughs> um, I'll start dropping, um, you know, segments from different shows. Not even story mode gaming shows. I will start <laughs> dropping segments in. Look, I've as recorded a hum- like almost 150 episodes of story mode podcast, and I still have no idea what I'm doing. So Jesse can attest to that. As, as well. somebody who edits, I can vouch for that <laughs> very much. So it should be some very wonderful organized chaos, I'm sure. But before we actually get into the show, uh, I know that you've seen Quantum Mania now, Jesse. But apart from that, how are you doing? Is is it is it left a scar? Have it, is it left a mark? Look. Yesterday was actually a good day. It was it was my um, my anniversary with my partner. Eleven years, which is oh, she's hard. really she's really put up with puns for a while, hasn't she? <laughs> but it was nice. Went out for dinner. Went out for a nice French dinner. Had steak tartare for the first time. Felt very very fancy. No, it sounds nice. fancy. Yeah. But it, it, it's always good when we, whenever we go for like a nice fancy meal. We just sit there. We just talk about video games. And you know the people next to us are like, oh swine. Yeah, other than that, it's been good. It's been hot, but I'm, I'm not going to talk about the weather. But it has been hot, hence the fan in the background. Apologies for that. <laughs> I apologize for that. Yeah, look, it's going to be worse tomorrow. So that's why I was just like, when we were trying to organize this, I'm like, I could, we could go Friday, but I'd really like to go Thursday because tomorrow is going to be a nightmare. But this is not a weather podcast, so fuck the weather. I uh, told you I was going to bring up segments for the shows. Welcome yeah, <laughs> to the weathercast. Note to self, make a weathercast bumper. I don't even know how to make bumpers. Joel did all of that. <laughs> Simon, make the sound uh, of rain. Make the sound of quick. the sun. Uh, what? The sound of the sun. It's- Go! <laughs> Go! Go! <laughs> that was all. That, that was actually pretty good. That's Excellent. probably as good as it could have got, to be honest. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what I expected, but you definitely I, uh, went above and beyond. We are the but three, are doing? We're the doing three who couldn't do voices in the last story about <laughs> podcast, so we shouldn't be doing Foley effects. <laughs> Too late. Too late. We're it. All right. We're what we've got. <laughs> yeah, so how are you doing, Simon? Uh, we How's your banana milk that you've got? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to bring personal? it up not as, as like, not naturally as possible. Just, like, screw it. So, yeah, the other day, um, I was I was at the shops. I was at my local Woolworths, and I was looking down the international section, uh, down the Asian foods, because some of my favorite, like, instant ramen and stuff is there. And I was like, oh, you know, let's, let's get something a bit weird. Um... And I saw Taiwan banana milk, 
And I was like, oh, maybe this would be something a bit strange. Just, just, just fucking banana milkshake, innit? <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> and I was both disappointed and also really relieved in equal measure. Because <laughs> I wanted it to be something a bit weird. But at the same time, I'm like, it's a pretty good banana milkshake. So can't, I'm can't so argue. excited for you going to Japan um, towards the end of the year. Because I remember every time I went, there, there are vending machines everywhere there. Yeah. And they have some, I guess, from a Western perspective, some unique and weird drinks. And I, I have this memory scarred in my brain. You can go to some of them and some of them are hot. Like they're in a can, but you get a mm. hot drink. So you can get like a hot coffee, which is actually pretty good. If you see, um, uh, who played Agent K in Men in Black? Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. If you see his face on a coffee, you get that coffee. It's going to be good. He's the boss for a reason, okay? But they also had can- uh, corn, like chicken. And- no, sorry, it wasn't chicken and corn. It was just corn soup in a can. Yeah, yeah I've heard about soup. that. It is a wet mess. I remember drinking it in the streets of Kyoto. It was pissing down rain. I'm like, I'm cold. It's hot. Let's have a party. And I drank it, and I just... It was rough. But I suggest doing it. You need, you need to have that experience. Closer, closer to the date, I will send you um, a, a list of things you need to try, different foods. Um, are you going to Hiroshima? Uh, no, no, not at this point. Uh, if you can find Hiroshima Cola anywhere else, the best cola on earth. Okay. I'm not a fan of cola, so... Well, that's... Maybe that it's going to change it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Maybe maybe it will. My partner's a big fan of... of there you go. Cola, so... Get secure a Pepsi. It's all happening. <laughs> yeah. All bases covered. All bases covered. Well, you know what? Now we've... Now we've... i got to say, like I said, I, I wanted to make sure I brought it up with as little gross as possible for the banana milk, and I think we nailed it. I think we got it. Good work, guys. <laughs> we did it. I bit, I bit my tongue so hard. I bit my tongue from saying anything. Because it's just a can of cum. I didn't say anything. <laughs> banana you milk, said it, You said it then. Yeah, well, there you it go. You, you got it. You got it <laughs> out. Edit out. <laughs> no, not editing it out. <laughs> Leaving it in. All right. Well, look, without further delay, I'm going to go ahead and throw us into our first segment, which selfishly is almost why this episode is happening, regardless of Joel being here or not. And that is Questlog. Mission completed. <laughs> Quest log. So our quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment. And look, if you've tuned into last week's episode or even heard me on story mode this week, like Metroid Prime Remastered, Shadow Dropped out of nowhere last week, like after the direct. So naturally, I've played it through entirely. And I'm on like, I want to say maybe two, a third through my second playthrough on hard. That is so sadistic. What the fuck, <laughs> man? <laughs> Because when I finished it on 100% on normal, I hadn't unlocked all the concept art stuff. And I'm like, fuck it. We're doing it again. I want to see the rest of that art. Oh, uh, those are so cool. Like, they look yeah. incredible. Because the, the, the art of Metroid Prime has always been gorgeous. But even oh, though, yeah. like, because I, I have the trilogy on Wii, and it's great. They've got a lot of art you can unlock on it. But because it's, it's like Wii resolution... It's like, you can zoom in, I'm like, there's no point. It's all blurs. <laughs> it's for, 480p if yeah. you squint. It's super low quality. But um, the a lot of the concept art they've put in this has actually been, it's um, up res so you can actually look at it and enjoy it. And it's once again re- made me reiterate, reiterate, Nintendo, 
sell me an art book with this shit in it. I'll buy it like yesterday, like immediately. Yeah, and the the full the like the fully rendered character models and stuff that you can look at as well. Yeah, they're game. like smash trophies. You can like yeah, full three sixty around them and um, yeah, the smash yeah. trophies is like the best comparison I could think of. Like they look so fucking pristine. They look mm. such high quality, and I'm like, just sell one of those. Just you know, ch- like just just get one of those made and sell it. And be careful. Bang. Be careful. First four figures is listening, and they'll do it. <laughs> I, I hope so. I've got two first four figures up on my shelf, and I love them both. I wouldn't say be careful because you know what will happen. NFTs. No, right. we're, no. This we're isn't safe. square. We're safe. Nintendo barely understands the internet. Okay, we're, that we're is okay. Very that true. is, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> that is By the time they get to true. NFTs, the market will be done. <laughs> but which, which could be now? It could be yeah, now. True. It could be happening as we speak. I don't pay attention to it, frankly. Um, but yes, Metro Prime came out. I finished it. Um, started again because I I went. I finished it. and I was like, oh cool, I'll play some Fire Emblem Engage because I haven't finished that yet either. And I, I played it for about twenty minutes. I'm like, let's ah, go back to Prime. It's like right there. <laughs> so naturally, my productivity is just shot to shit right now. Like it's just there's no point dropping a game now because I don't have time for it because I've got to got to play Prime again. I I'm. I I said to myself, I promised myself, gonna wait until the physical version releases. But, mate, I am struggling. <laughs> I am struggling so much to not just buy it. Because I'm sat there, I'm looking at, you know, these playthroughs, I'm looking at screenshots and all sorts, and I'm just like, it mm, looks so damn pretty. And, like, I had so much fun playing this game when I was younger, and I never got all that far into it because it's too dumb to understand how Metroid is designed. Uh, it wasn't until Corruption that I actually finished a Metroid game. And I played prime one and prime two and i think i only got about halfway through each of those so i'm like i really want to give this another proper go now like my tastes have matured i understand metroid better and this just looks incredible it yeah it, but I'm so like, I, I, know you said, I know you played it you played it as well haven't you jesse you've got metroid prime experience under the belt okay so i've played the 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 original version of it i've played a few yeah. hours and i was quite impressed with it um yeah i have the remake now i have it on my switch yes. however so look all the story mode lads you guys always give me recommendations for games but let's face it they're all clowns aside from you karen karen you know what you're talking about iris i'm right iris, here cyber uh, it's fine i don't talk <laughs> i respect you karen okay <laughs> i the might be the worst edition of a team okay I might be the worst addition because I just keep telling you to play games, so I'm not yeah, helping you at all. Happening. <laughs> so, so the reason I haven't started Metroid is because I need to finish Signalis. The reason I haven't finished Signalis is because I'm playing Dead Space. And you know what's coming out in a few weeks? <laughs> Destiny. And I think I'm going to get it. Because it's oh, very no, convincing. Be very careful. That's a, that is a, that is a time-consuming one to get into. Simon, to be fair, there was a game that you told me to play for ages. Final Fantasy XIV. I tried yeah, it. You? It scared me, but I did try it. But it was too much. So, you know, you, you burnt me. <laughs> just because you're afraid. Just because you're a coward. I am. No, I, you should know me by say, now. <laughs> I do agree, Jesse. I, 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 played I do agree. You are a coward. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but... No, I, I played 14 as well back... Like, it was a while ago. Um, and I finished Where I'm Reborn. I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to get to Heavensward. And I, I know they've streamlined it a bit now. 
But mm. I was like, all right, let's go. And they're like, oh, no, no. You do on, you're doing the mid-patch stuff first. I'm like, yeah, look, the what? <laughs> yeah, so so the stuff the between... So everyone says that Arum Reborn is the slog. And it is for the most part. But it is that patch in between stuff between Arum Reborn and before Heavensward. Which used to be a hundred quests. Each of which were like two or three objectives each across different parts of the map because at the time heaven's ward wasn't announced no expansion was confirmed and they were just trying to fill the gap a little bit and keep the paying players playing and so it's really fillery they have trimmed that down significantly it's like 40 percent of those quests are gone oh, and the God. remaining 60 percent are truncated quite significantly so it is much, much easier to just get through it and just sort of blast through it. And Heavensward is my second favorite expansion out of all of the Final Fantasy fourteen expansions. Like, barely. Like, it's so good. It's so damn good. The story is great. And, ah, it's Sorry, such a good setting. I, I don't want to interrupt your, your passionate um, little speech about Final Fantasy with a question about the entomology of a word. But is it Heaven sword or heaven's ward like a hospital ward so the uh the basis of that is heaven's ward as in the the guard the guards of the heavens Uh, okay so this is like um does that satisfy jesse bizarre tangent i do this with a lot of things okay i'm like (laughs) where's the the word so for ages whenever we went to a pet store i would just like you know, part of some people like, oh, we need to get the pet store to get such and such. I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna go to, to Pet Smart. Is it Pet Smart or Pet Smart? And then Do one day to the revelation, it's neither because we don't have Pet Smart in Australia. <laughs> I, I don't know where I had that in my brain. I think it's an American <laughs> store. It just it's stuck there, and I know this fact. I know that we're gonna Pet Barn or some shit. There's Pet Stock like, as well. I, I can look at the sign for Pet Stock and be like Pet Stock. The pet smart, pet smart. <laughs> huh. You you sort of I imagine you sort of like Mr. Burns in The Simpsons with the ketchup and the, uh, the it, pets pet smart, pet smart. It's the cross between <laughs> that Simpsons moment and Rainy or Wolf Castle realizing his shoes are loafers. <laughs> so I just stare. <laughs> just a, 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 a real life blue screen error. I can I can see why your partner has put up with you for eleven years because sometimes probably just watching you on the daily would be endlessly entertaining. I'm like a cat. <laughs> People love cats. A very dumb cat. Yeah, look, yeah, well, cats. Can't argue that. To be honest. <laughs> uh, anyway, dragging us back to Metroid Prime real quick, just real quick, just real quick, just. Kyron has, has never dragged a conversation back to Metroid Prime. We're going to give it to him this once. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to do this? Now? Like, there's no way to, to... We're talking about cats. How am I going to... Fuck it. Metroid Prime. Anyway, <laughs> it's out. It's real. It's remastered. Uh, the game... The game itself is relatively unchanged from the GameCube original, which uh, is great. Because it's it's just reminds me that sometimes if a game is really good, you just whack a new coat of paint on it and you can... It's just... But if it fits in in the modern lineup of games, which it does, then that just, yeah, wow, what an achievement by Retro. Well, that's what surprised me when I played it, because I only played it like three years ago. I was shocked how modern it still felt. It, it, it's some yeah. really mm. quality game design in that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things, like, you guys, I'm sure, have seen the meme 
where it's like what the game actually looked like versus yeah. how we remember it. This is exactly that. Like this is yeah. precisely that meme come to life just real. Like it's just fucking good. And I think the update to the controls, being able to do the modern twin stick shooter, because that's probably the only thing I would yes. argue was outdated in Prime yeah. is turn and move on the same thing. And if you want to specifically turn or aim, you have to hold down a button in order to do that. But overall, that's still not that clunky in the grand scheme of things. And the game handles it very well. It's built around that quite nicely. But now just having the twin stick stuff is nice. And also you can add gyro aim if you want to have that little bit of extra precision. Yeah. So it actually comes with the four options. It's got the twin stick option. It's got the GameCube original sort of style. It's got the the pointer one that sort of makes it act a bit like the Wii release of Metroid Prime. And then it's got a hybrid of classic and, and gyro. So you've got a lot of options there to play with, depending on how you want to tackle the game, which is great. Yeah. Because uh, I remember... I remember one of the things that was annoying about to some people about Dread was just like how you were stuck with that one static control layout. And whilst you can't, you know, customize buttons in this, at least you can find a control style that might work better for you, better for you, versus just fighting a control scheme that you don't like, which mm. is always nice. We'll get totally. there. Nintendo one day will like maybe we'll get full button. Well, we've swapping, got but... we've got button remapping on the Switch itself, but not yeah, software specific, which is yeah. kind of problematic. And obviously, really rears how bad of a system it is with like the Nintendo Switch N64 stuff. I'm looking at you, Goldeneye. I'm looking at yeah, you. The exactly. weird, like, monster nightmare control scheme I had to create and save on my Switch just to play Goldeneye in a way that reminded me of how I felt on the 64 it was insane. It's very interesting those two games coming out so close to each other. Mm. Because I've always been worried about games getting, like, my personal favorite games being remastered and re-released because i know a lot of them in my in my childhood brain they were incredible but i know if they get remade i'm gonna see them warts and all and they're just not gonna work i think that's what we've kind of seen here we feel we've seen metroid which was quite a modern game when it first came out and it, it fits in but goldeneye i think was a lot better in people's memories and i kind of wish that's where it stayed because the hype for it, remember when it was first announced, people were going off about it. It came out, people were like, look, it's fine, but it's it's definitely not what, you know, how we remember it. The the Royce with the glasses are off. It needed it needed a full remaster like this, like with the control mm, schemes. Totally. Like 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 Perfect Dark got like that. Perfect Dark is incredible on the 360. That game was already again amazing on the 64, but like with the modern controls, bringing it up to up to standard, like that game. Is there a so game good. from your probably childhood, I guess, in this case, that you don't want to be re-released or remastered because you just don't think it? You would you, the memories are going to be better than the reality of it. Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah, I'm just sort of looking at my some of the games. You know what? Jet Force Gemini. I think I think that would be a prime example. If you excuse the pun, oh, I won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> all right i guess i'll cut it it'll be an example <laughs> it's one of those games that i remember distinctly having so much fun with as a kid specifically playing as the dog in the team and running around and whatever um but i don't i think if i went back and played it now i probably wouldn't enjoy it or i would have issues with the control scheme or something 
like that. Like there's there's just I know that it doesn't hold water as well as I feel like it should. So it's just one of that one of those games. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll just remember it fondly and leave it there. And you always re- yeah, you always remember games better than the reality of them. For for me, it'd be Gex because Gex. when Ooh. I when I look at like gameplay from Gex, um, it's boring as shit. The gameplay sucks ass. Even compared to other platforms at the time, it was pretty basic. It was. What it was popular for back then was the the crude sense of humor, which I listen to it now. I'm like, oh, oh god, no. Yeah, there's a lot of but stuff that kid. does not. So I fly. so the comedy in it was it was like more like a joke about a fart. I would laugh at not like you know the blatant misogyny in the game. If they did redo it, it'd be it'd be interesting to see how they do the comedy, um, especially nowadays where certain comedians think that they are um, all being cancelled when they tell tell shit jokes and shit like that. Yeah, like, you just oh no, that- there are consequences for being a bigot. Whoa. Yeah, you're just not that fucking funny. <laughs> No, yeah. You guys just don't have a sense of humor. Oh, you don't understand no. my unique comedy. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, no. Right. Kyron, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it did be really interesting to see how they work with that. Would they get like an actual modern comedian, you know, ones who can still remain funny without being dicks, um, to write the jokes? How would that work? I, I, I just don't think they could do it. Um, so I just leave that game in my, my, my brain. It's tricky. Honestly, a lot of the answers, because I can't think of anything immediately off the top of my head, but I do think a lot of answers I would consider would be from that generation, you know, the 64 and the PS1 sort of days where, yeah. like, I know there's that rumor that, you know, Bluepoint or someone is doing a Metal Gear remake, and I wonder if they, if we did do, like, would it be a one-to-one? And I don't know if I'd want that. Like, the PS1 Metal Gear, classic in my mind, tricky to go back to. That's a big like, one. Cause I, I, I would like it to be one-for-one. Yeah. I, like just, if you again, if you modernize controls a bit, I could see it working. Yeah, just like you know the point of view and everything like that. I think we don't, we haven't had a Metal Gear like that for a while. No. I mean, look, we haven't had a Metal Gear for a while. Um, also no. true. <laughs> but so much, so many of the mechanics relied upon the the limitations, I guess. And I guess that's what happened when you go that far back. Is the games are special because they catered to the limitation of the technology. Now that we have great technology. It can be a case where they go a little bit too far. They completely warp with the game was, and it just doesn't click. Shout out anymore. to to the Silent Hill HD collection for being the number one example of that. What they didn't have Comic Sans back in the day? <laughs> no, I'm talking about how they they were like, oh, we think we you know we fixed up the fog, guys. It's like no, the fog was there what to was mask the loading. Exactly. Oh yeah. my god, <laughs> there is no world. Yeah, and that's the other thing as well is often the the limitations of hardware would breed this creativity and ingenuity that, you know, isn't as much of a pressure these days. But sometimes it's best to leave them. Leave those, leave the fog in. Leave the, you know, shitty render distance in and mask it up. Because that's more true to form and more, I guess, true to the experience. And they used to actually marry those things into, like, the narrative of the game. So Silent Hill is a really good good example. They couldn't render everything. So cover it up. It's foggy. It's a horror. That makes sense. So when you play the game, it doesn't feel like anything's missing. This aspect of the game was technological kind of misgiving in the game. They've turned into a benefit. Yeah. You don't don't get that that much anymore because I guess every game's trying to be everything now. 
Yeah. But, um, that, was, that was old man corner. <laughs> oh no, we 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 have dated ourselves too much. <laughs> How about Fortnite, everyone? How we all like that Fortnite, you know? Well, I mean, look, I, we did, I, I, did, I did play some Fortnite for the first time in a few weeks <laughs> on the weekend, and I felt youthful and exuberant. <laughs> Which is, I still have not played it, and I still never will. Ooh, watch out! Watch out for Simon. He's full of milk, and he's got some edgy opinions. <laughs> Banana milk. You can't Thank cancel you. him. Taiwanese banana milk. Thank you very much. Taiwanese ban- fueled by Taiwanese banana, milk. Taiwanese banana milk. Can we get a sponsor? Contact him. From Ty- <laughs> Not banana milk, just Taiwan as a place. The whole, the whole yeah, place just, would, uh, sponsor us. Just the, the country of Taiwan. Yeah, why not? Sure that no, no one would have any problems with that. No issues. Definitely not. Friends Definitely of the show. Definitely not. No problems. Uh... But yeah, so wow, these are these are really hard tangents to like reel back to Metroid Prime about, aren't they? <laughs> oh, challenge mode, in, in, difficulty mode, in, in, impossible. Well, that was, a, that, was a, uh, that was a prime example of a good segue. Speaking of prime, see, there you go. That's that's a that's what we need more of. This is what I'm here for, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if you need so, a segue back to Metroid, put your hand up, and I'll help you out. <laughs> don't you do not want to give me that that in because every every five minutes you'll be like you'll see this little hand going up in the corner of my webcam and like do it metroid go <laughs> but yes uh i really again i, w- I wanted to de- dedicate this largely to metroid prime but honestly a lot of the things i loved about it we've conveyed just about conversation just like it fits in perfectly with games that are coming out brand new these days and amongst like this sea of we've got we've got remasters remakes reboots and just re-releases like coming out the wazoo at the moment and metroid prime just feels like it, it managed a sweet spot the best of all worlds where it it looks like a remake but it's not it's the exact same game you remember but the coat of paint the textures like the little like lighting they've added in updating the the, the samus suit and the meta the ridley looking oh, meta ridley looks incredible it's just yeah they've gone off a list and just ticked all the boxes and gone we did it guys and um i do want to take this chance while we're talking about it so this this remaster was made by retro studios but also um Iron Galaxy helped out. Apparently, I got a, a bunch of studios. studios. Yeah. yeah. So there was... Hang on, I've got the list here. Where did it go? I had the list. We'll mention so, them yeah. because they weren't. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get, yeah. that's what I'm getting to. <laughs> so um, other studios involved in the development of this remaster include Airship Images Limited, Adam Hawk Design, CG Bot, Game, Game Sim Inc., Liquid Development, Original Force LTD, Shanghai Mine Loader, digital technology and zombot studio in various roles and yeah this is coming up because there has been a sort of story breaking this week that a lot of people haven't been credited for the work on the, on this remaster which sucks even the original development team is mentioned in passing of like based on the works of the you know original metroid prime team's work for gamecube and it's just it is a disappointment that this is still happening uh you know sucks there's no real reason for it just make the credits long who cares put everyone yeah. in there yeah, absolutely. And it's not the first time that this has happened with a Prime game as well. Yeah, and Dread, Dread. It happened with Dread, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it happened with Dread. It happened with Prime 1 and 2, I believe, where there was a, a handful of contractors that were there for less than six months. And apparently Retro's policy was, if you're working for us for less than six months, you don't get what a, credit. Just like pointless. Dick <laughs> move. Yeah, like, yeah. what? It's, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just... 
it, it baffles me when a game is this good and they, they when it was done, they would have known that people are gonna have been clamoring for this for ages. We've made a really good version of it. People are gonna be really happy about it. Why do something that you know is gonna rub people the wrong way? And it's just yeah disrespectful to the people who worked for it. It's super disappointing. I don't even mind when I know most games will have credits at the end. Some people hmm. skip them, whatever. Even if you have it in your menu screen where you can go somewhere and you can see credits, because a lot of games do that exactly. as well, where you can go yeah. through it. Because, look, okay, not everyone cares about credits. That's the reality of things. But super fans, like you two, would. And you would go through it and be like, okay, cool. I think it's just a nice little nod of recognition. And imagine being a person who worked on a game that's so like universally loved. You can just point your name out. I had a friend that's yeah. who worked. Um, she had like a minor role helping to animate. I think it was, oh, it was one of the Marvel films that came out last year. Um, but I remember sticking around to the credits in the cinema and like cheered when I saw her name. That was just for me as as an acquaintance of hers. But I imagine when that's she went saw the cinema, she would have lost her awesome. shit. It's that little thing, and it it. it I don't know, I think it would keep a lot of people going because they would have been working their ass off to make this game. And it makes a difference as well in those industries because, like, yes, it's not a, a, a reference, for example, but it is absolutely a point that you can sort of talk back to when applying for future jobs or other roles even within a within maybe that same company. And you go, well, I did... I was the lead animator on, I don't know, Sly Cooper or celeste or something like that like you've got your name there it is solidified it is a hundred percent that's that's it like you can use that as a i guess a point of reference where you're like look that, it's a, that's it's a notch some of belt. the work i did yeah exactly like it's it's important to the careers of the people that are working in these creative industries especially when they're so cutthroat uh, as yeah. gaming and you know filmmaking are and so not being credited for what I assume would be incredibly hard work is a huge blow because first off, you've, you know, spent, let's say, five months of your time working on this project and you don't get credit for it, which means that your next position that you're applying for, you go, well, I did do this. I'm just uncredited. And they go, prove it. But it also goes yeah. to show how in the industry, the people making games now are so dehumanised that they can just be knocked out, and that's why we're getting massive layoffs and no one's batting an eye. It's because they, people are just numbers again. And then it also goes down to how people treat developers and, and creators online. Because the, we're slowly separating the people who make the games from the games themselves. But they need to be respected. They're putting hard fucking work. Like, you don't. You, you can skip the credits if you want to. That's your prerogative. Fine, whatever. But some people aren't. Some people need that. And the people who make the games, who put their blood, sweat, and tears into it, deserve that little nod. Yeah. Well, especially Fuck when you, Nintendo Primary Master comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else who does it as well, because there are many. No, I'm yeah, on Nintendo yeah, I mean, this time. <laughs> yeah, fair. Absolutely. No. But kind yeah, of. Like... <laughs> no, go, you, you go. Sorry, mate. I was going to say, like, yeah, especially to be not credited, like, Prime... Again, I knew it would score well because Metroid Prime is a classic, but it pretty much came out and like reset, re took its position on like the best reviewed games of all time. Was being like, yeah, I'm like 95 again. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, actually, yeah, that leads quite well into what I was going to ask you, which is, do you think 
because the rumors have already started that Prime 2 and Prime 3 are on their way. What do you ah, actually shit. reckon? Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, I think I said it as much, if not in last week's episode of a, of a podcast or on Story Mode or on Twitter. I think now that Metroid Prime 1 is done, like we are on the road to 4, so yeah. I 2 and 3 won't be far away. We we got we saw like the the classification for this game was done in like 2021 or whatever. So again, like we Nintendo like finish the game, put it in like storage, and they're like, I'll come back for that in a couple of years. Hey Retro, how's Prime Four going? You you're getting close? All right, get Prime One out. Yeah, <laughs> whack it All on right. the sole. <laughs> just just give it a little dust off and then yeah, ship just dust it, it off and just go. See what happened with it, Nintendo on. was in contact with somebody about Metroid Four, but because they don't really care about credits, they didn't list who's making it anywhere. And they just don't know who to call anymore at this point. Like, the game's done. They just don't know who to reach out to anymore. Slight sidebar, I can't believe there was a point in time when a new Metroid Prime game was being made by some Namco Bandai studio. Insane to me. Yeah. And Nintendo was just like, shit, fuck it, give it to Retro. Take it off those guys, give it to Retro. Restart development. See you guys in, like, a billion years. Um... (laughs) But yeah, I th- no, I, I've seen the rumors, and I, it's coming from everyone's favorite uh, rumor monger, Jeff Grubb. So the Grub, the Grub. So man. I do believe it's happening. It's just matter, a matter of when. I do also believe the rumors that say they're not going to be as remastered as this. It's going to be probably more of a touch-up, not the full, you know, texture upgrade treatment. I kind of believe that. Like, as long as it's priced accordingly, like Prime is, that's like this was sixty bucks a straight. It is. It's super that's disappointing. Quite disappointing. It- it is, but I also think they can now, at the very least, essentially copy and paste the Samus model that they've created in Prime 1 into Prime 2, and obviously for the first section of 3. Um, I, never started, I never started 2 as well, because the Dark Suit is immediately different. That is true. <laughs> they actually, can use very... the same model. Hey. Told you it was downhill. Yeah. That was awful. Yeah, that was, yeah, so that was pretty terrible. Thank but, you for confirming. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I guess sort of the point being that like they've obviously updated the model itself, so I guess the amount of allocated polygons and stuff like that are already there. They they already exist. So yeah, just I... new texture, new and like yeah, an updated texture just to apply to that me- meeting the new requirements would probably be a lot easier to deal with than having to. Yeah, because I think they recreate the model every single time for the three prime games. Yeah, you can definitely tell when you look at them. Like it's for even between Prime One and Two, the Samus yeah. model was different. The, it was the yeah. the Zero Suit model not as good. Um, yeah, no. That's one part of Prime Two. I hope they upgrade. If you don't know what she looks like, you just go and look up. I don't know Prime Two ending. Um, yeah, because they the version they use in this one for the remastered version, like it's great. Just like look regular, like regular woman Samus. None of this like. <laughs> At the risk of being, I don't know how to put it, but like the waifu-ish version we've been getting sometimes in like other iterations, like, you know, yeah, kind of told us to speak, like, hey, I'm just, it's just Samus. She's right there. She's, you know. I can't believe this game made itself though. Like, I have to talk about all the little, like, you got, you got the Sobby on this game so much. I'm, I'm stoked to start playing it because I, I love seeing super fans of a game happy about when something comes out. Because often we see super fans pissed off with the world about things. I've been in that. I know. I've done oh. that before as well. Um, <laughs> Last of Us Two. <clears throat> oh wait, oh. for anyone listening who thinks, oh, did Jesse like Last of Us Two? No, that was no, no, no. Poorly yeah. timed by Simon. <laughs> I love it. I will defend it to the end of the <laughs> earth. 
Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not implying that Jesse was one of those. And also, they people. weren't super fans. They were uh, sexist. Um, dickheads. Yeah. Uh, hearing all these little like nitty gritty like technical improvements and stuff like that, it this sounds so good, and I, I am jealous of you both for having one of the games that you have on a pedestal go up a notch like that 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 is insane, insane. until they do Jack yeah, and Daxter yeah. redone again <laughs> i'm not gonna have that moment but when they do it i still i will never shut up about it i still can't believe it really like even even when i was watching the trailer in the direct i was like no i've been i've been watching like the the ign comparison videos occasionally and it's like how is this actually real it's ridiculous like, it's insane. It's so it's crazy. It exactly it's exactly as you said. Like it looks like how you imagined it looked when you first played it, and that's really the best way to summarize how I feel about this game. It's still brilliant. It just looks like I thought it looked like twenty odd years ago. Uh yeah. I just I'm so stoked it's out. Everyone is talking about it. It's so cool to see. It is because as a as a Metroid fan, I always feel like we're we're the underdogs, you know. You know, we're not Zelda, we're not Mario, we're not Pokemon, Animal Crossing, Animal, Mario Kart, any of those other ones. So when a game comes out for us and it's just like everywhere, it's it's the best feeling. And you can just every Metroid fan I see on Twitter is just like having the best time of their life right now. Yeah, it, it's awesome. But you actually reminded me of something that I wanted to say, which is I feel fully vindicated. Like this. Metroid's been great for me because it's fully vindicated me in criticizing how shit Pokemon has looked for the past yeah. two games. <laughs> All right, I've fully fucking vindicated. Fucking Metroid Wait, you Prime you Remaster. You to be vindicated. People have to disagree with you, right? I don't think anyone said the Pokemon games have looked stellar. No, but people have gone. Oh, it's not that bad. Like, I'm sorry, but that is a tree ripped out of fucking Ocarina of Time on the N64, run through a 240p filter. You heard of you first. Simon <laughs> like, <laughs> doesn't rate Ocarina of Time. You heard of you first, folks. No, That's I'm just saying it. that if I'm playing Ocarina Bad. of Time on the N64, <laughs> then I know exactly what I'm getting myself into. And that game still looks good for, for the fact that it ran on the N64. You heard that right. Versus Even... Yep. You it's flagging yep. out Ocarina of Time. <laughs> Clipped it, chuck it on our Instagram. <laughs> put, it, put it on fucking TikTok. Let's go. Well, you're not, not running Ocarina of Time. Prime. Do you have any more thoughts on Prime? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Just there. I did have something, but that has thrown me for a loop. It's so good. <laughs> um, I was. I one. It's again. It's not surprising. It's gone. And who knows? Maybe it'll come back. Maybe there'll be a patch down the road. The fusion suit isn't in anymore. But at the same time, I get it because even in the GameCube version, the fusion suit looked a bit... Didn't look as good. Didn't look as good. It was cool that it was there because that was like... Imagine a day where you didn't get just one Metro game. You got two. You got a 3D one and a 2D one. Like, that'll never happen again. Like, never. Mm. And it was a cool little tie-in to have the option to like, if you got Metroid Fusion and used your really expensive GBA link cable to plug it into the GameCube, you could unlock this other suit to play through Prime with. So I get that it's not in there. I kind of, I want in the back of my mind, I'm hoping that when the physical version of Prime comes out, Fusion will drop on the Game Boy Advance app on the Switch. But we'll see. Um, that's like the only thing. I know I've seen some people complaining about the doors. A few of the developers on the original were talking about them, and I was yeah. like, yeah, they don't look as good. But it's such for something I just shoot it's... to make them open and then walk through. It's 
it's and one of those hold me up. one of those minor things because i think it will the, the controversy as it were it's not really controversy but uh it started with one of the guys who originally designed the blue yeah. light on the door he was like oh they've they've kind of fucked it like it, the alpha levels are, are wrong on this that's all and everyone's gone like oh he thinks it's rubbish oh he thinks it's terrible and he's like no 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 like this is incredible please pick it up please yeah. play it i'm just saying it's a little nitpick for me because yeah. i worked so hard on getting these doors yeah because i made it right yeah like that's it i made it i made it look really good and i was really happy with it and they've changed it and I, I that's it it's just a nitpick that's all it is blah 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 and people are like oh no he hates it he thinks it's well shit just he thinks it's down. well shit <laughs> holy shit we just became the in-betweeners <laughs> oh that's a shame <laughs> isn't it that's all i've got that's all you that's got, all got. got banana well, milk for the sake it? of a podcast for the sake of a podcast that's all i've got for metro prime i could i mm. could probably just find like little sporadic things to talk about for like the next 20 minutes but um i will free us from that and I actually am very curious to hear about this next game from Simon, which is the Sea of Stars demo, which also came out in the same Nintendo Direct, which is, and the only reason I haven't played it is because of Metroid. So Simon, tell me about this demo for this game that I think we're both incredibly excited for. I'm not sure how pumped Jesse is, but we'll convert yeah. him. We'll get him there. <laughs> Don't you be like <laughs> that. We'll get him. We will. We will. Uh, it's something that I mentioned on my Twitter, which is that I think I'm arguably more excited for the prospect of this game than I even am for Tears of the Kingdom. And that's not to say that I'm not excited for Tears of the Kingdom because I fucking am. Like, holy shit, a sequel to arguably my favourite game ever made. But it's a known quantity. I know exactly how much I'm going to enjoy that. I know exactly how much I'm going to enjoy playing Metroid Prime again. I know exactly how fucking awesome Spider-Man, like Marvel Spider-Man 2 is going to be. Like, th what those are 16? known quantities. I know exactly how good those are going to be. Sea of Stars is an indie title from a very fucking good developer, but it's a whole new direction for them. It's this unknown, and the just the potential it has is really exciting. And this demo is great. The combat is awesome. The visuals are absolutely stunning, and the music blew me away in the first like minute. I was like. I could just sit here and listen to this. This is amazing. So the demo starts off with um, the end of the fast travel animation that has been... So good, by the way. The it's, fast it's, travel animation is it's incredible. It's throwing so thing, it. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's <laughs> just like, I love that. <laughs> I love it so much. And so it's the second half of that where the other stone giant thing catches you and puts you down and then you all walk out and... Like, there's a good little bit of banter between the, the three main characters. Speaking of which, uh, the two primary characters being... Um, I've completely forgotten their names because I didn't think about this in advance. Um, Jim and Zora. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so you can choose between Jim or Zora. And so you've got the, the sunlight boy and the moonlight girl. That's what it boils down to. So you can choose who leads the party, but it doesn't have an effect on the story. It doesn't have an effect on gameplay or anything like that. It's literally just who walks in front of the party. That's it. Um, and yeah, the combat combat's really cool. So very quickly you get into a fight and you see the enemies in real time. In, it's not random encounters like your old school Final Fantasies. You, you 
you see them, you walk into them, you start a fight. And there's no like battle transition scene or anything like that. It just happens in that sort of area. You just sort of everyone folds out and gets ready to attack. Your three characters, you've also got their their companion, their friend, um, who I'm gonna call one eye cook guy. I've again also forgotten his name. He's only got one eye. He's really cool and he he's a cook. Okay, um, so there's Valere, there's yeah, Vale. I was kind Zale. of close you were, there. You were close. You were. And there's one-eyed that. cook boy. Oh wait, no, sorry, I yeah. misread it. Gal. Gal, that's it. Yeah. When when you said Sun Boy, I got to say I, I did immediately. My mind went to Dayman. Ah, <laughs> oh, fighter of the night, man. <laughs> but um, yeah. So you you get into combat. It is your JRPG turn-based goodness. But there's a little bit of the Super Mario Bros. RPG kind of stuff thrown in there where some attacks... I love that shit. Um, some attacks you can... You have to interact with with good timing and stuff like that. So um, Valeria or whatever, however her name's pronounced, is... Uh, Jesse gave she, it to you. He gave yeah, it I to know, you. I know, he literally gave it to me, but I've also got the memory of a goldfish. So You tried, it. Jesse. Yeah. I tried, uh, tried thanks, so thanks. hard. <laughs> and got so far. In the end, oh. he still got the name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so she has like a moon boomerang spell that she does. It's a moonerang. And moonerang, yeah. I think it is actually. No, a, lo- actually a lunarang. I don't think it's that clever, unfortunately. But that would have been good. That would have been Contact good. Contact the studio. Yeah. It's not too late. I'm on the website. There is, there is a question and answer <laughs> section. Contact so us. Really quickly, I'm on the site. And I like how the question and answer um, section is... Why not make the messenger too? And is this the same team as the messenger? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the part in the Simpsons with um, George Bush and the uh, the the rainbow wig. I won't be answering answering any more questions about the wig. <laughs> Everyone puts their hands it, down. It um it reminds me of that High Fire Rush trailer when it was it kept reiterating it's like yep these guys made Evil Within and Evil Within Two and clearly the most logical conclusion was High Fire Rush. Sorry, just that. real quick sidebar yeah, here. Course. Have you heard the whole thing about apparently High Fire has like a tease yep. for Evil Within Three somewhere in it? There's like a news bulletin that talks about a survival horror like sequel being announced and everyone's just like raising their to, eyebrows it at it. Has to. Be. I would have loved if they did something that teased that they happen in the same universe. Just go straight for Callisto Protocol. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Fuck it. Dead Space already beat it. Why not someone else? You know, I mean, but, um, sorry, Callisto Protocol's connection to PUBG is that they're both pale imitations of better games. Oh. Scathing. Dunked on. <laughs> on fire. Yikes. Speaking of on fire, so this gameplay, right? Phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's The gameplay looks pretty fire. It is it is absolutely great. Like it's so a couple of like little mechanics. Uh obviously your spells cost MP, but you can regenerate your MP by doing just a standard physical attack. Every time you attack an enemy, they drop some orbs. And when enough of the orbs are dropped, you can press a button, I believe it's ZL, and charge, and you absorb those orbs and power up your next attack. So you can go from doing like a 20 damage hit to if you power up, I think it's three times, you do like 56 damage or something instead. Pretty cool, pretty clever little mechanic. So you can sort of save it up for the right time and do a big burst. Or you can use it intermittently to just sort of break through the enemies a bit quicker. Obviously, there's vulnerabilities and stuff like that. So some are weak to physical, some are weak to magic. 
so on and so forth. Again, just good JRPG style quality combat in there. And another thing that I appreciated is that if a character gets KO'd, so if they run out of HP, wait two turns and they come back. Not at max that's HP. A, that's a great idea. It is so, so helpful. And there were a couple of fights where I had fucking Gaal and Zael get annihilated. And it was just Valer, Valeri kicking ass for a couple turns, just absolutely demolishing these enemies until the other two came back up and could heal. So Zael's got a, a heal, which costs MP. Uh, just a, a minor heal. He can choose which of his friends gets healed, including himself. And Gaal also has a slightly stronger heal, which uses up more MP, but he has less magic attack in general. So that's sort of the trade-off is he can do that. And he, he's got pretty good defense, pretty good attack, and a fair bit more HP than the other two. But yeah, it's just your sort of tank, DPS, healer kind of trinity within these three characters. They, in, they play really well. Um, but anyway, so you get through this first section of the demo and then it sort of, you get a little bit of a skip and it's like, oh, some stuff happens a little bit later on in their adventure. You guys are at this town and trying to chat to these pirates and it just plops you in the middle of this tavern. You're trying to chat to some pirates. There's a really fun interaction where you challenge one of the pirates to an arm wrestle and he looks really skinny. And then he, uh, it's like, okay, no, no magic, no tricks, just a straight up arm wrestle. Yeah, 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 yeah. No worries, no worries. And Gal steps up to the plate. He's like, no, I got this. Like, don't worry about it, guys. Trust me. The pirate that he goes up against takes off his shirt and bulges. Like, his muscles just explode out of his shirt. I know that game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really funny. And he just gets absolutely destroyed in, in the arm wrestle. And it's like, oh, what? Like, come on. That's not fair. And they're like, hey, we said no magic spells. Nothing about magic shirts. Like, all right, fair enough. We'll go on this adventure for you, like this little quest for you guys to get you the stone that you want. And then you guys have got to, got to take us across the ocean and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. No worries. So you go into this laboratory of this old mental alchemist who did weird experiments or whatever and got to try and find a magic gem at the end of it. And so that's sort of your first dungeon experience. And yeah, I was partway through that. I'd done like four little objectives hadn't saved for maybe about 45 minutes i was low hp accidentally got into a fight because i wasn't paying attention because it was like quarter to one in the morning and got my ass handed to me and i'm like fuck is that, so is that a game over then in that situation or? yeah because every, every, everyone in the party died and it's you only save at specific points you've got a little book oh. At camp, side note, there is a character, like when you go to camp to rest and heal your MP and HP to full, there is a character who comes along and is like, do you want me to tell you a story? She's adorable. She tells this really fun story about a pirate captain who went insane and tried to lock all of his crew into this eternal damnation. And it's on the ocean that you're going to go to. But it may or may not be real. Who knows? It's like, yeah, cool. That's I'm definitely going to be a fucking dungeon we're going to come across. How, how long is yeah, the demo? Absolutely. You said you were playing for 45 minutes, which sounds like a decent chunk of a demo. Uh, it, it, I think it's quite long. I think there's a good couple of hours in there. I'm on so. the website. It's a very, very nice website. Good work, Sea of Stars. It is. Um, 
I'm going to give the game a, a compliment and then something that bugs me a little bit. Now, I haven't, I haven't played it, but this game does look really, really good. Um, the, the, the dynamic lighting. So I'm reading here because you're, hmm. a, a, you're a solstice warrior, um, which sounds like a candle shop. But you can change the day-night cycle in order to do puzzles and stuff like, you know, Ragnarok style, which I like. Big fan of that. However, and I know Simon is going to stare at me with a burning hatred. I'm really over this sort of pixel art because it's been overdone. I think the market... I, I look at screenshots of this, just screenshots, and it could be so many games that are out right now, but then the gameplay starts, it's different. When you're on the website, there is a picture of the three main characters, um, whatever the name is, Delphin, Simon, and Cora. Um, <laughs> and they're like... Done in like a watercolor almost. They look stunning. That is some of the prettiest character art I've seen in a minute. I would love if the game looked like that and looked as unique as the gameplay sounds. Because again, they've done the pixel art extremely well. It, it is the highest quality of this style. But I've seen it a lot. And as somebody who's not really into these games, I do find that as a bit of a... Uh, I would have liked something a bit more un- unique about the look of the game. See, I wonder if that's why, at least for me, I'm more forgiving, is because I have played a lot of these games. So when I see this, the style for Sea of Stars with their, their sprite work, their pixel art, it just looks incredibly good. Like, I don't know, I, I play a lot of these games that look like this, so maybe that's why when I when I see it sort of in motion, I'm like, wow, look at, just like, I don't know, it's so hard to describe. I- but they've taken how, like, Man, to go back to the Metroid Prime world about things how I imagined it when I was younger and seeing it you know in one day like those old Super Nintendo JRPGs like you know Secret of Mana Chrono Trigger the old Final Fantasies when you see when you look at them now they still look nice don't get me wrong but you know you're like okay this is clearly on a Super Nintendo whatever but this sort of is what I imagined those looking like back then but still maintaining that, that oh yeah it, it is definitely the, the highest quality of this style that I see it it, it, for, for I, this actually, time yeah. it is it is just amazing. I I prefer it to the Square Enix direction of like the HD 2D, personally. A lot of Octopath and all that, but yeah, I just love how it looks. I, I think, yeah, look, I'm kind of hard-pressed to disagree with you, and I love the art style of Octopath and Triangle Strategy. Um, yeah, because great. I, I think this kind of blurs the line of pixel art because it's got some of those softer pixels in the art style, just sort of baked into the way that this game is presented. like Especially that throw yeah, mechanic, could... that big, like, weird mountain ball thing. Yeah, exactly. Like really good, because there's a little, little pixel um, detail in that. Exactly, and it's one of those things that, like, you look at it and you're like, yeah, well, obviously this is pixel art, but at the same time, it doesn't look like it's made up of a bunch of pixels put together. It looks... I think... The world does almost like a polygon, but the sprites do, and that it, look and that that is it's such a minor gripe. But for a game that is actually intriguing me quite a bit, and I'm surprised I'm saying that. We'll get him. We'll you, get him. You, look, you might we actually will. get me on this. I, I'm thinking Simon's convinced at least get the demo at the very least, especially this yeah. dynamic lighting. It is gorgeous. I was gonna say. 
The dynamic yeah, lighting looks incredible. Has, a web, go to the website, play off the little knob. It's great. If, as somebody yeah. who doesn't normally play these games, if I could look at screenshots of this game and immediately know what it what game it is, because it had a, a art style as unique as the gameplay sounds and kind of as, as beautiful as the gameplay sounds. Um, not saying it doesn't look good, but again, I, I love this watercolor art they've got on this site. I would, if they made something look like that, oh, I'd be all about it. Simon, when this game it's, comes out, please buy some artwork for this game. With this oh, I 100% will. Like, absolutely. I'll print it on you. It's the old dot matrix printer. <laughs> it's it's one of those <laughs> kind of art styles for, for those who aren't going to look at the website, even though you should. It's, you should it, go to the website. Absolutely. The game, but it is so. very much a... It's a classic Final Fantasy uh, like art style for the character portraits. Like, not, not the in-game stuff, but the fancy designed artwork by the guy whose name i can't remember right now amano amano yes thank you i was yeah. thinking amano yeah. but i was like is that is it amano it's <laughs> like it's like that ripped in final myself. fantasy like the amano ones and then the namura ones <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it's it's kind of amano ish in the art style but significantly less blonde hair i'm really liking the more and more you talk about the art style of this game your internet quality must be dropping because you're becoming more and more pixelated on my screen. So it's like you're slowly morphing <laughs> into the game. It's, it's as becoming said, Sea of Stars. As soon as I said that one of the characters in the game was Simon, I must have like broken the curse or cursed That's him. It, I'm yeah. not too <laughs> sure. I can be free. Sea of Simon. <laughs> but yeah, this is... <laughs> this is one of those Bring games. That... The water's fine. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really really excited for this, and I'm 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 on that sort of razor's edge where I want to spoil myself more and know everything about this game, but I also don't. I also really don't because <laughs> I want to be surprised, and I know I'm going to be surprised. And I know I'm going to have a great time, but it is just that that balance. And um, <laughs> there's even there's even a bit of dialogue in the tavern scene when you're talking to the pirates. It's like redacted for spoilers <laughs> that just I made that. me laugh because i could just imagine one of the characters actually saying that and i was like oh that'd be that'd be a little treat wouldn't it <laughs> i wonder if that would be in the main game redacted yeah i i want to play this demo so bad i i need to find time at some point yeah you're so you're so um busy playing metroid prime again <laughs> again again and after you that is a Fair point, though. Oh my god, we got back to Metroid Prime without even trying. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I've been Metroid dreading this right moment. Now. <laughs> um, yeah, wow, Sea of Stars. Coming out August 29th, is it? I think so. Yeah, August 29th. 2023 on PC, Switch, and PS5. I'm not sure about PS4. Um... I will say this. Now, I've played it on the Switch, docked on my big TV out in the living room, and that looked incredible. I feel like this is a game where, obviously, it's going to look good no matter how you play it, whether you play it on Steam, on your computer monitor, or on a Steam Deck, or Switch handheld, or on your PS5, on your big fucking 100-inch TV, this game is going to look incredible, but I genuinely feel like the bigger screen makes this stand out and 
pop even more. I was going to say, when I download it, I actually would be curious. Because again, I, I looking at the screenshots, the colors are incredible. I would love to see how it looks on the um, the Switch OLED. Because yeah, that's one yeah. thing I forgot to mention. Metro Prime looks fucking beautiful on that little screen. Yeah. Oh, wait, have you guys seen the rumored um, Tears of the Kingdom Switch? Yes, I have. Is, <laughs> I have, have seen the Tears of the Kingdom stunning, Switch. Stunning. <laughs> but the absolute goal of Nintendo for continuously releasing these, like, oh, you want this really cool piece of memorabilia it's a console nintendo yeah calm the fuck down sell cases that sell joy cons that don't drift and do something else (laughs) fucking the additional additional layer to that as well is that it is still only rumored right nintendo is taking all this pre-order cash for the game right now and they're sitting on this console announcement announcement being like not yet let's wait yeah and like they used to do it with the 3ds a lot which wasn't as bad of a thing to do because the 3DS was significantly more affordable. No, it was and still bad. We it was still it's bad. Still bad. Still bad. Yes, I it agree. It is a crime However... against humanity. <laughs> okay, I'll go that far. I'll say it. I'll fight <laughs> Nintendo. Jesse will go there. He's not I also, scared. I also side with you on the fact that, yes, they should just sell fucking Joy-Cons and cases work. and stuff because, of, yeah, look, that's never going to happen. Uh, not until the Switch 2 comes out. They they got away with it for so long that Sony can get away with it now. Like, my, my first DualSense drifted, so I'm on my second DualSense already. I'm on my third, because... Jesus Christ. <laughs> the first one stopped working within, I think, two weeks. I think I got a bit of a dud one. Um, the second one I got started drifting after about six months. So, yeah, I'm on my third one. So Jesus far, Christ. so good. Touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jinx it. <laughs> I'm... Probably gonna go outside later and find that my Joy-Con are drifting now as well. Like it's just gonna all come crumbling down. That the battery's meant to be this shit. My DualSense controls have been fine. <laughs> we assume they're meant to be that bad. I mean, I, I assume. I, I given rotate the DualShock Four. Yeah, probably. I, I rotate through DualShock three DualSense controllers. Um, it's the only way to do a long session on the. Yeah, I got the white one, the red one, and I got that God of War one. And I, I, yeah, you have to just keep them rotating. It's, it's... You don't have the best one, though. The purple one. Oh, uh, I, I thought... A purple Xbox controller? Ali from um, 8-Bit posted a, a picture yeah. of it. I saw it. It is one of the most gorgeous-looking controllers I've ever seen. I'm looking at that... I was furious. I'm that green truth one. I'm going to chuck it in the fucking bin. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to throw it, at a, throw it at, a, at a tree, okay? Until it breaks. <laughs> I need that purple one. Get rid of one. it. It looks so nice. But that's enough about controllers. And I guess that's enough about games. Go buy Metro Prime. Do it right now. If you're listening to this and you're just like, I, oh, have I haven't bought Metro Prime yet. Go, 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 oh, the physical go version comes this. out in two, in like two weeks. Get it again. Go, go 50 bucks the, at Big W. Go try the Sea of Stars demo as well because it's really good. And Gex, enter the gecko. Get it however you can before they take it away from us. <laughs> Yar. Hey, if, um, if Glover can come back, there's hope for Gex. Glover? Didn't Glover come? Do, do, do you know about Didn't Glover? Didn't you tell me not to make any sort of masturbation jokes? God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. That was the worst time to try and take a sip of water. Jesus. <laughs> at least we're drinking oh, banana milk. Time, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> Alright, that's enough. That's enough. No more games. No more Glover. No more Gex. Buy Metro Prime. Play the Sea of Stars demo. And now we're going to go into a quick little dope or nope. Dope. 
So Dope or Nope is our news game, and I said quick because we've only got a couple of stories. I don't know how much we have to say on any of them, but it's been a bit of a weird week for news. Ever since the Direct, it's just sort of felt like the industry has hit the snooze button. They're like, nah, I'm having this week everyone's off. You know, like, yeah, everyone's everyone, playing Prime. Yeah, everyone's all doing playing it. Prime. <laughs> everyone's playing Prime, and I don't blame them. You should be playing Prime. That's the, that's the message of this episode. Not sponsored by Nintendo, just like sponsored by me. Not giving up and berating you all until you do it. Uh, so I've got a couple of stories here that Jesse gathered for us because I looked and couldn't find much. You found a couple of things, and first up on our on our list is that God of War Ragnarok, and a different sort of twist for the um, for just how the game sort of played out originally. Uh, this is obviously a dope for me, but I will be very careful of how I talk about this. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, a dope for me, but I think we just have to play and say, look, spoiler warnings minorly for Ragnarok and if we do talk about it I'm going to say spoiler warnings for The Last of Us Part 2 oh oh Simon um, if Simon's like nope and I have to like well, reset it on my notes I'm going to swear swear to god <laughs> <laughs> well I can't oh, I want to I dope want, this on it? premise alone but I haven't played Ragnarok well, so I'm not going to anyway. spoil the ending yeah no we're not <laughs> we won't spoil the ending because I think at this point... We're talking about... This is a, an ending that doesn't happen, which I guess could kind of be considered a spoiler, I guess, because now you know this isn't what happened. Yeah. But um, it's just really interesting to me. Uh, as a result... It's been, so the last couple of weeks, it seems like... Uh, which... Matt Matt Sophos and Richard Galbert, whose names are probably butchered, have done an interview with Min-Max. And this is sort of following a trend. I've seen a couple of... Um, I think the Ragnarok director done a couple of podcasts recently i know he did one did he was the kind of funny one like when the game when came first out. came out yeah he was uh, yeah he hasn't returned no, he did, he yeah. okay <laughs> too cool for us he's playing metro prime i don't blame him um <laughs> uh, and i saw he was also on an easy allies one recently so it seems like the ragnarok people are still doing the rounds so we're getting new information about this game and yeah this one's sort of come up recently and you have notes jesse so i sort of want you to steer this one well because you, the game's going to go, go nuts. in a very, very different direction. Just a quote from Sofo say he said, um, "And so Kratos was going to die, and then it wasn't a permanent death. What was going to happen? And I don't care. We can tell this because it doesn't happen anywhere um, anymore. This is all fan fiction at this point. He would get pulled out of hell essentially by Atreus. Um, Twenty years would have passed. It would have been a big time jump, big time jump type thing." He said, away with words. So they're going to kill off Kratos early on in the game. Um, and then time jump, Atreus brings him back. Atreus would be an adult. I guess he would be... How old is he in the game, you reckon? Oh, he's... I, like, like older teens, older teens, I guess it seems so like. He's... He would have been about 40 when he saves Kratos. Which would have been odd. Because you would... It would have been overpowered. Because you suddenly got these two... Like, would Kratos have aged? Do you age in hell? I don't know. I mean, I'll find out one day, I guess. But I don't know now. <laughs> um, It would have completely changed the game. I'm glad they didn't, because I think... The the innocence of Atreus really works. I'm, I'm going to avoid any sort of spoilers of Ragnarok, but it really works in the context of Atreus. Yeah. He's a kind of innocent, trusting nature. Plays a massive part in it, and I think Ragnarok is one of the best stories of all time. But the reason I wanted to speak about this game... Well, sorry, speak about this topic, is is this sort of killing off your characters 
going to become more and more prevalent in first-party Sony narrative-driven games. Because it becomes so realistic, time and aging is becoming an element in every one of these franchises. You've got Spider-Man, Peter's getting older, um, and so therefore they have Miles, and how is that going to work? Is that going to play? Will one of them die and the other one takes over? God of War, again, spoiler alert for Last of Us Part 2, but Last of Us Part 2. Um, yeah. You, the the mm. torch has passed on because they, these narratives are so based in reality that time is going to make fools of us all. Like, it's going to have a massive effect on, on, the, on these stories. Do you see this becoming more and more of a thing? And really, some of these characters that we know and love in these games are going to have to die just because that's sort of the narrative zone these, these games are living in now. It's so tough because, like, I guess it's so weird that this is really only just becoming a problem now. I get, I should preface that we take my character didn't die, but time passed in the Metal Gear series to the point where we, we got out. The franchise old died. Man Snake. The my franchise hope did die in this reality and life death. and love died. Yep, that's true as well. <laughs> but uh, it is interesting to consider this might be a problem going forward, just like with especially with how some of these stories are being told that just like span so many years. And just having time jumps and all that. It is interesting to consider that maybe characters might have to die. We are... I do feel like it's been... I mean, I don't think it made it popular or anything like that. But ever since, like, main characters weren't safe in Game of Thrones, I felt like it's been happening in more and more stories. Like, writers have been not as scared to be like, you know what, this character's dead. They're just gone. And that's just... That's where the story's going. I can only think of one game... Like, I think a lot of games have flirted with it. Only one game yeah. has done it. And oh boy, the parts of the gaming public were not ready for that. No. They Again, were they, <laughs> they were, were loaded up for other reasons because of the piece of the shit. Um, and they wanted an excuse, I think, to talk about that particular game. Um, which is going to become very interesting to see how they deal with so it in uh, in different mediums. I'm obviously picking my words quite carefully there. Yeah. But yeah. when you look at the mm. uh, uh, franchise like Horizon, also just a heads up, Horizon? Horizon? Horizon. Horizon. Horizon Forbidden West is going to be one of the uh, PlayStation Plus games for March, which is bonkers. That's very, very cool. But between Zero Dawn and, uh, and Forbidden West, there was time did pass. So you would assume... When a third game and a fourth game, like this franchise, will go forever, but Aloy will age. Will she eventually die? Will she have a child who takes on her legacy and stuff like that? Are we going to get have to get used to these sort of like family ties within games so somebody can continue the legacy of that character? Or will they eventually get to a point like where with Uncharted, where they're like, "Cool, Uncharted's done, just it's finished." Yeah, like I, yeah, I. Th- I think the it it depends on the franchise itself. Like using Horizon as the example, there's no reason why you couldn't have the main story of Aloy, where yeah, it follows her for you know over the course of a couple of decades, maybe, and then sort of wraps up her story. But then they do subsequent games, which are kind of prequels, and you know fill in some of the gaps in between some of those journeys and things like that. There's there's always the opportunity to expand internally without having to necessarily create a new character or a new storyline or a new arc or anything like that yes a lot of games are sort of leaning into that now as it is but 
like Legend of Zelda games as an example, the timeline makes no fucking sense. It isn't real. And they just go, oh, fuck it. This is a new Link. Um, this one's drunk. Um, whatever. Hell Let's just yeah. roll with it. Link. Hey, it's like, Drunk Link. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just woken up and downed half a bottle of Jack Daniels and walked out the fucking door and he's going to stab Ganon in the face. Hey, Let's go. hey Sakurai, put Drunk Link in Smash. Come, <laughs> come out of retirement. Put drunk Link in Smash, and then and then go back to retirement. It's sorry, 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 sorry. Everyone, everyone, bees of the kingdom, bees hey. of the kingdom. <laughs> um, folks at home, you didn't hear me, but that was an audible dab. <laughs> okay, I will be. I'll be on the bees of the kingdom when that game comes. Yeah, out. me too. But me I think too. you know you bring up a good point because I can't think Nintendo doesn't really have this problem because they set the tone early. Like the Zelda time, like bonkers. And some of the characters in the yeah. games don't get old. Mario has been a plumber for 8,000 fucking years. He was plumbing yeah. for King Henry. <laughs> um, and then Xbox games, Xbox, but, you know, Microsoft franchises don't last long enough for their, for their characters to die. Um, oh. Halo. Um, <laughs> putting it out there. But because but, Sony, Sony first-party games, they have a distinct style. Like, you, you play them, and for better or worse, you kind of do know... Maybe not every individual story beat, but you know the options you have. They're going to be quite dark, moody, depressing, hopefully a happy ending, or at least a comp... They're going to be complex, and because you know they're going to be complex, you know the options you have. And so they've they've sort of set the rules and the bounds of what has has happened in in those narratives, and I think one of them is is mortality. Um, I think we're going to have that's going to be a big part of uh, Ghost Tsushima. Because Jin is a little bit older. I think Jin's mid-30s, I want to say. So it'd be, I believe funny, it'd is, be yeah. interesting to see how they, they deal with that. Because I know um, Legacy was like a big part of that game as well. I don't know. It's, it's just it's interesting to see if they continue with that. Um, and if, they're bra- if the public is ready for that. Um, or if they start going down the route of... Like you said, um, Simon, I, I agree. I would like more kind of narrative-driven anthology worlds to be created. I would love Last of a, like more Last of Us tales. Um, stories about other characters yeah. on the other side of the globe would be would be amazing. Same with Horizon. Imagine they made a Horizon spin-off it was in Australia and you're finding some big fucking <laughs> half kangaroo, half refrigerator. Like, it'd be the best game in the world. Honestly, like one of my favorite Uncharted games is that little spin-off one they did with um Chloe and uh, Lost Legacy. Uh, yeah, Which Lost is Legacy. I love considered that. Considered by game. a lot of people the best Uncharted game. Whether that's yeah, because of just... the mechanics or because hey, sometimes we do need a rest from Nathan Drake. You can be a bit much yeah. at times. And it's 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 a good length. Yeah. Whereas sometimes it, even as much as I love Uncharted, you're like, Oh, this is going on a bit. Yeah, I mean uh, uh Uncharted Four could have been about ooh, ten hours shorter. Um Yeah. But I, I like that. Make it be daring with it. Make make a shorter adventure. Take some risk, and kind of in the same way. I'm just skipping all over franchises right now, but in the same way that we were talking about um, Legends Arceus last year, which is a bit of an offshoot, weird spinoff. But we all are hoping that the next Pokemon game will take the lessons learned from that and include in the main series. They can experiment and then bring that into the main series. I would love to see that with a big um, first party game. They have a spinoff. Do something a bit different. Did it click? Did it work? Sweet. Let's bring elements of that into the main game so you have these little like uh research and development games i guess from a developer's point of view and i think also sort of on that note um looping this full circle back into metroid yeah the prime the prime 
sub-series. <laughs> but Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3 all take place in between Metroid 1 and Metroid 2. But And it was initially contentious, but yeah. Samus Returns did, like the 3DS remake of Return of Samus, did offer an olive branch in the form of a, of, of a, last, a, a different last boss. Uh, it feels weird for me to not want to spoil it, but it's very cool. And just in case you don't know, and you know, I'm guessing if you're Metroid fan, you do, but yeah. it, it does have that last boss at the end of Samus Returns, which brings, because the Prime games were always weird and not really in proper canon. It was a weird gray area. Yeah, but now they they are. And now they're in. Yeah. <laughs> it's but still weird. But that's the thing though, is like you, we've got all of this stuff, like the Prime stuff is, there's a substantial amount of things going on. But that happens in between one and two, and it's never mentioned outside of the scope of those games because they're not related, but they are in the same way. And it just, I don't know, there's just loads of things you can do with that kind of idea. I really hope Nintendo, I like like I said, like they don't really give a shit about timelines and games. Because nah. really, they don't matter. You play every game individually, and because of that, you don't, you don't, there's no need to play... You know, the early Zeldas. Get, I, I came into the Zelda franchise really at Breath of the Wild. I didn't really need to know the other games because they're all their you own games. And I think that's really, really special and what makes Nintendo games so accessible. Um, I hope... I, I know that there are, like, countless videos on YouTube and breakdowns of, oh, this is the real Zelda timeline. This is the real Metro timeline. Ugh. I hope Nintendo doesn't look at them and say, oh, that's what people want. We're going to try and modernize it and we're going to try and bend this to make it work because it will lose so much soul. I don't give a shit. Okay, one Zelda happened on, you know, in 1911. One of them happened on Mars. One of them happens on Tuesday. Like, I don't care. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. I I was one of those people who bought the goddamn Hyrule Historia because Nintendo's like, we're going to put the timeline in this book. And I was like, I was like, all right, fine. Let's buy this book. Let's look at the timeline. And you know what? That timeline, not even relevant anymore. The Zelda timeline is the timeline the game's got fucking released in. Fucking nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the madness for what it is. And that's the thing. When I was younger, I was like, no, no, no. There's got to be like a timeline for the Zelda games. Like, it's got to make sense. They've got to follow on from each other chronologically in some way. And, you know, oh, that references that event from that game. But that one doesn't mention anything else. So maybe that's where this happens and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't. It really doesn't fucking matter. Especially in the fucking Zelda franchise. Jesus Time Christ. because is a flat circle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said that to my partner the other day and she's like, You've been talking to Jesse too Time much. Time is a gr- great plateau, okay? <laughs> you just, like, run up and jump off the edge and, like, get your sail See out. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, but for real, they were going to kill off Kratos, and that would have been crazy. I, so we talked about, again, we won't go into spoilers, but The Last of Us audience, I don't know how the God of War crowd would go with so, that. Be- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I would say God of War. The, the recent two possibly I, I've never f- f- cherished a character more than Kratos because I, I mean I was talking about this before like God of War 2018 probably 18, changed yeah. me as a person like I try to be better after playing that uh, as wanky as that sounds I think it was just a really, really <laughs> good story for redemption don't you laugh I'm, okay I'm trying to be better not to everyone but you okay <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> I deserve it, so fair play. <laughs> you know what this is? It's the return of his toxic masculinity. It's back, <laughs> okay? Um, 
No, like, I, I genuinely like, you know, I, I like the story for like redemption and yada yada. Once I finished Ragnarok, I had a moment a few days later where I, I was doing something. I think I was listening to um, Blood in the Snow, the Hosier and Bear McCreary song, oh, which is so, so good. damn good. I had so a repeat good. the next few days. And I had a moment being like, I'll kill him in the next game. And I don't know how I'm going to feel with that. Because the writing has been so impeccable. You know they are going to drive that point home. They will try and yeah. break you. Um, and it make it feel so in- impactful. And there's so many ways, like, it could be a very tragic death, but it also could be a comforting, surrounded by loved ones sort of thing. Yeah. It might just be his and time. both yeah. of them will crush me. So, I'm glad they're not going to cheapen it by doing the, the death fake out, because let's face it, he's done that before. He he goes to hell I was on, gonna plot the, on weekends, the you know? Here. He goes for hell on a holiday. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's back and forth all the time. Just climbs out. Just climbs yeah. out. Doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> it would have been very interesting though if he went to the Greek version of hell. So then Atreus goes back into Greek mythology. Oh, that would have been dope. Ooh. No, Jesse, it's gone. Don't think oh, about man, it. No, fuck Kratos. <laughs> <laughs> Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> God, remember but, those parts of God of War 2018 when you see glimpses in the underworld of God? Oh, you Such mentioned, a good game. And Such a, a certain, good game. There's a certain really big character you see in the distance. That you yep. Yep. <clears throat> yep. 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 Just sort of talking about like how much you cherish a character. Go, I'm going to laugh at there's, you now. <laughs> oh, 100%, because this is going to be fully deserved. But in Final Fantasy XIV, a lot of the supporting cast to the main character... Um, you have these fun moments and initially initially in like a realm reborn they're co-workers that's that's how you start off that's your relationship with them is they're co-workers but by the end of shadowbringers start of endwalker they feel like your genuine friends they feel like they are your best mates and some of the characters that you you watch them fail, you watch them fuck up, you watch them learn and grow, and even the way they talk to you changes. Like their dialogue actually will slowly shift because initially it will be like, "Yeah, warrior of light, go do this thing," and then later on it will be like, "Hey, friend, can you help me do this thing?" And it's, it's the way the dialogue will shift and the respect that the character has for you will change and the way you feel about that character will ever so slowly change as well and before you know it you're like you are a precious fictional character and if anything happens to you i'm going to cry it is absolutely like ishikawa is a god when it comes to writing she has done such an incredible job turning characters i initially really didn't like into some of my favorites ever and everyone's got their charm and their quirks and they've got their own banter between each other you know like there's there's a couple of there's twins and their brother and sister and they have incredible sibling banter and rivalry and jokes that just work and it feels so natural and it often will happen in like the background or as just a sort of off the cuff little thing and it feels natural and genuine and you're like i love these two these two are great and so when one of them's in danger you're like oh fuck like this is one of my favorite characters. I don't think I can handle this. And then you think, oh no, what about their sibling? Oh fuck, that's gonna hurt even more. It's that, um, 
great. I love I love seeing this happening more in games. Like it's so much fun just to enjoy that. Speaking of that, like man, just to again briefly, I've got two points I want to bring up. Briefly, front slashing back. Speaking of like when a character is like, you're like fuck, I really like you and you're in danger. Part in 2018 when you got to carry Atreus back to um oh my god i that is the most stress i've been playing a video game in my life is like carrying that kid and atreus is so cool (laughs) because i detested him in the game he was so annoying yeah but then you in one yeah you start to see him because kratos is so well realized on the screen you start to see atreus through his eyes so you stop seeing this annoying kid that you would see on a bus and you start seeing him as a son (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it becomes very complicated. Yeah. Yes. The other the other point I want to bring up is I I'm already preparing to take a week off work for when I get FF7 rebirth and and that game sends me to a fucking support group for what it's about to do to my heart <laughs> because there's a character in that that I'm like I know it's going to happen. I don't care what Square tries to what make me think. Don't? I see through your what fucking What if they boys. don't, though? No, they're going to do it. They're they, making you think they're maybe. not going to do it. Yeah. No, because here's what's going to happen is there's, they're, they're going to recreate that scene and it's going to be a fake out. You're going to sit there and be like, all right, this is it. This is where it This is where it happens. This is where it goes down. And it doesn't happen then. And it happens like five minutes after when you're like, oh, it'll be a cool. Yeah. We got scene. through that. We got through. Yeah. And then just <laughs> done. Like, Ah, that'd be like, amazing. Like, I, will, I will log off and you won't see me for a the week. The game will finish and it'll say, insert character here, died the way back to their home planet. <laughs> oh. Everyone should be asking, where's Poochie? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that would have been a, a, a weird... I guess having played Ragnarok, imagining that version is just... It's like some weird, bizarre... But in that weird multiverse world, that game was also yeah. a 10 out of 10. Maybe not yeah. quite game of the year because it's for some people, but whatever. Fucking children I work with. Well, look, maybe you don't come out the same year as Elden Ring. <laughs> Official warnings for like next year if Metro Prime Four drops out. Just a heads up. <laughs> I mean, look, you and I are probably going to have a couple of disagreements. The game of the year discussions, anyway, Kyra. In between, is a remaster eligible? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would argue. Look, yeah. I hope you're ready for to make a best remake slash remaster category this year because we've got three in like the first oh, two no, months no, no. between Dead Space. Well, so we're talking about Resident Evil Four as game of the year. No, no, it's already. I, I, I make all the things. So I'm just gonna do it. Like I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to make these weird arbitrary rules that I don't care about, you can start paying for Photoshop. Okay. <laughs> Nah, hundred percent. I'm already. I, for I'll I'll release it now. I'll release. I'll drop the little uh, artwork of Game of the Year. He's already got it ready. Yeah, of course. All right. Uh, next up, I've got a re- again another story that I don't have much to say about. I just wanted to talk about how bizarre it is, and that is a new game from Yoko Taro, which is it's titled 404 Game Reset Project. And that's, that's what I'm giving you as the headline. You all know what it is. Obviously, it's a dope, even though I don't have much to say. It's just so fucking bizarre. I think, need to unpack I think based <laughs> yeah. on the limited number of stories we have, I think we can auto-dope most things. Okay. Because if we nope anything... <laughs> Look at you coming into dialogue options and breaking I'm just going to say, <laughs> the podcast is over 45 <laughs> We're minutes. on his turf now, Jesse. We can't that's fuck with the rules. True. All right, you do you. I'm going to say dope. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say dope Yay! as well because because concept alone warrants a discussion. I'm shocked. 
<laughs> but yes, so I would recommend look this look this game up. Go and watch the video. It's like it's like it's got like a seven minute sort of video, but sort of skip through it. You you'll get the glimpse. You'll catch glimpses and you'll understand how bonkers this is. It is a it's a it's a Hold up, there's game. a longer trailer. Mobile, the one I watched was like RPG. two minutes long, and it's it's like a cross between Black Mirror and Contagion and and like I expected okay. it to say made by Hideo Kojima at one point. <laughs> well, this one has got some some um sort of like interview stuff as uh, well. Yes. So I think it's more of a it's got game like chunks of gameplay and then some discussion in it. So you skip through it, you'll catch some glimpses and you'll get how crazy this is. Uh so imagine a world where Sega well, you know, Sega runs the world. And for some reason, all of their franchises, all of their IPs are just um they're just waifus. I Yoko Taro, only from the mind of Yoko Taro could we arrive here. Uh, yeah, look. <laughs> Yoko Taro is many things, but a understandable, relatable, sane man he is not. And that's why we love him. I, I just like it's... a good fantasy game where Sega's irrelevant. Oh, true. <laughs> like, is, is that the real, like, uh, you know, shock of this game? Because they're like, oh, Sega takes over the world. No, it, no, it didn't. <laughs> and they still needed Yoko Taro to make it a reality. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't even do it themselves. <laughs> um. It's a fever, this game feels like a fever dream. Like I, you can already see. I'm assuming it's going to be sort of like a gacha sort of game, getting like some sort of Genshin. Just from reading, reminds me. I get Genshin vibes from it. Hold up. So if all, so all the games. Well, not all of them. We've got what four so far. I want to say, um, Virtual Cop, Afterburner, Outrun, and Virtual. Yeah, Fire. I've got these so like anime four. girl waifu models that you fight with or against or just look at. I'm not too sure. But just looking at a list of Sega video games, are you telling me we're going to get a semen girl? Oh. Now, can I just point out how fate handed that joke to me just then? I went onto just, I'm just like, oh, okay, I'll get a list of Sega games and see if there's a funny one in there. Like, Pengo is pretty funny. That's a cool, that's a cool word. Um, Power Instinct Quest. There's going to be a Quest of D-Girl. Oh my God, this is the best list in the world. I um I literally just spun my mouse wheel and it landed right on semen. Semen. <laughs> what more needs to be said? Look forward to yeah, I guess fi- firing up that game and and trying to do some but gotcha like, pulls for. So semen, we don't actually know what the gameplay is per se. Do we? they describe it as an RPG? But um, and maybe I'm jumping to conclusions. But just with the popularity of Genshin, that's the first thing I sort of think of is that sort of game. But again, I love on the website, which is a pretty badass website, to be honest. Like, it has, like, a cool, cool vibe to it. Uh, this could just be bad translation, because I did use a whole, like, uh, Japanese-English thing on it. But there is a big banner, and it just says, The World. And above it says, For Sega, by Sega, for Sega. <laughs> <laughs> which really does sound like this, which, like, they, they, have, they have made this perfect little echo chamber, which is like... We're still the biggest company in the world. <laughs> no one go outside. Leave your phones at the door. No internet. You can't talk to the outside world. It's like the fucking village. Okay, they don't know about the outside some... world anymore. It makes me think that like <laughs> there's a couple of people, not insignificant amount of people, inside Sega HQ that are like, yeah, but what if our IPs were 
cute anime girls. Ah, uh, just kidding. What if? But what if? Unless, unless, unless. unless. <laughs> like, it, it's 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 that um. Does any, does anyone know? It's anyone? that meme that woman drinking kombucha. No, maybe. No, <laughs> unless. <laughs> unless. And then someone's just like, let's call Yoko Taro. Yeah. Does anyone know anyone that might, I don't know, maybe be able to put together an idea like that? It's just, just a bit of a wild one, <laughs> no. you know? <laughs> just, for a bit of a, just for a bit of a joke, you know, guys. Someone's like, I know Yoko Taro. Do it. Either he made him. <laughs> call him. <laughs> yeah, he walks in and he's like, "Oh, thank God you called." I was just about done. He was walking through the office so, and he dropped, he dropped a bunch of papers and just like they picked up like, "What is? What is this?" Semen girl. <laughs> <laughs> that that's all. That, it's like a blank page, and that's the first character. Yeah. Girl. That's that's the IP Shit. he used to pitch the idea to like. So he was into it, man. Now we're yeah. into it. Ah. Oh. It's Yoko Taro, of course, he's fucking into it. I call her Lance Talker Girl. Please don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually we'll get we'll just get Sonic Girl. Dinosaur King That's Girl? Gonna be... That's gonna be cool. Look, Sonic Girl is already a thing. Dear listener, please do not Google that for your own <laughs> fucking sanity's sake. Uh, Sonic Girl. Oh my god, Jesse. <laughs> oh no, oh no. Jesse, please don't. Let's see what happens. Please, please don't, Jesse. He's he's muted his microphone. There's nothing we can do now. <laughs> oh no. I don't know why we're waiting. Oh, like, I, I don't know why. Is this the female characters from Sonic and Sonic Pregnant? I mean, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Completely <it> normal. <laughs> Honestly, I'm glad that's what it was. At like, I oh, expected wait, much no. worse. Nope. If I'm being honest. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> There, there we go. go. There, it, there is. it is. Boom goes the dynamite. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Why are you scrolling you still? Make, I can see the reflection. You're going to make fan <laughs> Stop, Sonic oh, God. Use something other than enhance, paint. No, don't enhance. Come on. Show some respect. <laughs> there are so many pictures. Jesse, please stop scrolling. I can see that you're still scrolling. I can see the reflection. <laughs> hmm. He's opened Pandora's box. Yeah. <laughs> Put the lid back on it. Close the tab. Uh, Close the tab, uh, Jesse. <laughs> I was wondering if you could see the reflection if I made it my wallpaper. <laughs> We're gonna next week's episode of Dialogue Options is gonna feature Jesse as a reformed um, Sonic fan. Gotta go. <laughs> no particular reason for it. No reason. Gotta come fast. Just like, oh, I like Sonic. Gotta now. go fast. Sorry. So yeah, um, anyway, thanks Okotaro for putting that game into <laughs> the world. Do you like how some um, people think the worst thing to happen to Sonic was giving him teeth? Because I guarantee I just saw people giving him more. <laughs> God, I hope, I hope oh. that the fucking weird original Sonic design for, this, for the movie is referenced in some way in that game. Just as like some weird fucking character standing on like the side of a road or something. Just stands there and just sort of smiles at you weirdly, and it's like, yeah. It was in that um that Chip and Dale movie, wasn't it? Like, yes, Ugly Sonic. Yes, I, I actually really want to yeah. see that because I I, like, I used to love Chip and Dale, but I remember seeing the trailer. He's just there. He's signing autographs or something like that, as like a like a <laughs> yeah. deal celebrity. So good. I haven't seen a movie, but I've seen clips and it looks pretty funny. It's just one of those things I got to get to eventually. Um, but I'm gonna steer us away from this topic because we've strayed too far from the light of God and we can't stay here anymore. <laughs> I don't think like, the next um, topic is taking us any closer, to be honest. <laughs> what have you got as our next topic? Because I was just gonna jump into the Game Pass one. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I have a different list. <laughs>
Oh, oh no. <laughs> I was just looking at pictures of pregnant Sonic. I'm, I'm with Kratos in hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yep. Xbox confirms that Game Pass leads to decline in sales. Again, I don't really think there's much to say here besides, of course, but... What's the audio version of the shocked Pikachu meme? Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> sure. Oh. Sure. I Why guess it's not? that. That's <laughs> it. Talk about on the on the image. Along along with just just a banana milkshake, innit? Those are the, those are the two buttons. Bun those are the two buttons. Yeah. All of all the other ones are just different Sonic images that just flash up on the screen for me. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, you can. Nope I'm gonna, it. I okay. think I'm gonna nope it. It's a lot of business, blah blah. And... Yeah, uh, look, I'm also gonna nope, but I just want to say that, like, yeah, no shit, that's what happens yeah. when the. Not a bad thing, though. I'm glad because Game Pass is incredible. No, no. however, like it is. If that's a particular metric you're going to measure, then you're going to come. You're going to lose there, but you're going to win in other places. Yeah, it's a lot more complex than just they lose money because game is essentially quote unquote free. And that's also why we're not talking about it because I don't think we can take the business topic any. No, you said the word business before, and in my head, I just heard business ethics. From Billy Madison, so that's kind of where my brain <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. As far as I go. Now totally I had fair. um I had Businessman by Tom Cardi start playing in my head. Also that, yeah. All yeah. I want to say is on that Tom on Cardi. that note, yes. as as you said, sure I don't buy a sixty dollar game from Xbox, but I've been sub for the last two years and never used it, so they've that's the amount of money they made out exactly. of me. <laughs> Atomic Heart is coming to Game Pass, isn't it? All yeah, right, I'll yeah, fire it up next, next week. week. See, there you go. Probably. Yeah. Best deal in gaming, apparently. Hundred. Now, funny Xbox had more exclusives. Entry mm. <laughs> the tentpole franchise with respect, and it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And they gave us they gave us some high fi so they did. Yeah, and true. was true. great. Second best shadow drop of the year. Hey, Karen. <laughs> what was the first one? Yeah. It was Metro <laughs> Prime Remastered. <laughs> 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 now I'm actually really curious what was the other story you had Jesse that made you Blooper Team think it was taking us oh yeah yeah that, that would take us further from the light of God nope <laughs> nope um, I nope Blooper Team I'm gonna nope yeah, as well nope in the bloobs but I wanna make a joke that I had in my head because Blooper okay. Team are working you can with make draw joke. distance which is ironic because that's something they struggle with oh I've had some good burns this episode, good. haven't I? You have. You have. That was a good one. That. Yeah. that was a good one. Sucked in Blueber Team. Please, I, I. So I feel bad. I feel like I hang shit on Blueber Team a lot. How dare you? That's I showed nothing but respect. Like Fair enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Come on. It, 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 it was like some introspective no. moment or anything. It's just. No. Feel bad because I hang shit on gonna, them. If they're going to make a, get a, a sequel to Layers of Fear and call it Layers of Fears plural, I'm then so I can... think they're opening themselves up for some mockery. And, you know, the medium. Just on a halt, just, the medium, yeah. as a game. The medium was a halt. I always forget. <laughs> I always forget that that game even exists. You live like, a plus life. Okay. Just, just every I now just... and then, I'm just like, 
Oh yeah, that is a real game that came out. I was fully committed. I was like, look, again, like I said, I hang a lot of shit on them. When they they announced the Silent Hill 2 remake, because it was rumored almost as long as a Metroid Prime remaster, I will play the medium. It's only fair. So it got announced. So I was like, cool, I guess I'll play the medium. I think I played like two hours and was just like, I can't do this. I can't do it. When that game was coming out, like I, when they get into like the nitty gritty of, of how games are, are made, and you know, oh, we use these tetrahedron lighting elements to cause like I don't, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't give a shit. So when they were talking up this whole opening up two different worlds, the power of the Xbox, yada yada yada, I would look at it and be like that, doesn't, that doesn't seem that impressive. But I'll play the game to to see what it's about. Now I was right. I. I don't care who <laughs> tries to explain to me how that was some sort of technological leap forward. I've definitely done that on the PS2. And it was just a pain in the ass. Yeah, it was... <laughs> it was nothing. But anyway, yeah, so that, for that reason, I, it's really hard to get excited about Bluebird Team. If they can somehow pull off Silent Hill 2 Remake, maybe my opinion will change. But that feels... I just don't know if they can. I don't know if they've got it in them. If uh, if that comes no, out and it's good, I think you need to do something. You need to buy a Blue Team t-shirt and you need to wear it on the show. Sure. I think that's yeah, only I think fair. Fair. If that comes out and it's good, I will buy a Blue Team t-shirt. You heard it first. And I'll play Layers of Fears. <laughs> I can't. I've got a lisp. I'm allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> I've been bad. calling it Layers of Fears Probably for bad. years. So, <laughs> I'm not even meant to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, well, look, I think that's actually a good good, good place to leave the episode. We got a bit of Metroid Prime, a lot of Metroid Prime talking. Talk to see stars. Got to hang shit on Bluebird Team, which is one of the Dialogue Option podcast's, like, staples. Um, so yeah, I was, first of all, before I get into the whole outro wham-bam, because I've never done both, I just want to say thank you for joining me. Thank you for helping this episode come to fruition, and for gracing us with your jokes, Jesse. And for the banana milk, uh, Simon. Simon brought no jokes. <laughs> Cop that scrub. <laughs> I don't know. I still feel like I'm the winner. I still feel like I'm the winner in this. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. There you go. Um, but yes, thank you as well to all of you wonderful listeners for checking out this episode of the Dialogue Options podcast. We do appreciate you letting us your ears so we can, I guess, sometimes I feel like we should apologize and say thank you, but too late now the damage is done uh look for what it's worth you couldn't see the reflection of jesse's monitor when he was scrolling those sonic pictures so you're welcome yeah i'll post them online <laughs> grateful, <laughs> grateful it's it. audio only. if you it. want to see the pictures yourself uh, there's a site called google <laughs> give it a shot i think it's don't gonna do be it. big don't, don't do teach it, them about google no if you're, gonna, come if, back. You're gonna search, if you're gonna search <laughs> for sonic smart properly search it like like anyone would on like Bing or something like that. I feel like that's a better match. <laughs> Be careful at Bing AI. <laughs> I mean, look, if you're going to put yourself on the internet, then I feel like the very least you could do is uh, go and give us reviews. Yeah, I was going to say, use your, the power of the Google search engine to look us up. There you go. You may have to scroll a bit. <laughs> you may. <laughs> you can put it in specific terms. It might help a bit. Uh, but yes, if you want to follow us, you can find... The whole, us as a group over on Twitter where we are at Story Mode Oz uh, and of course whatever podcast platform you listen to us on chuck us a review stars thumbs up share us whatever it takes to spread the word because we do appreciate it and it helps a whole bunch 
As for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I'm at LemonManX, where you don't even need to know what I've been tweeting about, because this episode has mostly contained it, and it's Metroid Prime. Where can they find you, Jesse? I'm at Jesse Spanner. I was going to give my old, old, like, band, um, not like, not like band, like I was banned from Twitter, but like music band. I used to be Jesse TCL, oh, but Jesse okay. Spanner nowadays. That's much, that's much less yeah, exciting. Much, much less <laughs> they would have banned me for other reasons back then. Um... <laughs> And my Twitter is look. I, I I've mentioned this before. I updated my Twitter, and now I have the for you and the following thing. And I'm very confused. I'm very lost. A lot of my, I I I've mentioned this. I'm you know like seven de- seven degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon thing. You know that whole thing. I'm one spot of separation away from a lot of porn likes. So when I go to the for you, I see all my friends. I'm like, God damn, you nasty. All right, all right, Simon. All right, <laughs> but you do. You. Hey, don't have me. Um, and if you two have that, get, get, you see a lot of Sonic. Um, <laughs> get ready to find out why he's called Knuckles. Oh no! Oh, oh. I hate it, Simon. Where can I find you? Uh, you can find me at Sai four two one. Entirely Sonic porn free. Um, good pitch. Good pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Where mostly I just retweet other people's superior tweets because I can't. So you're gonna retweet my Sonic? Significant... <laughs> oh, no, no, oh, Jesus! <laughs> no, no, I said superior, not degenerate. <laughs> Very important to sort of distinguish between the two. Absolutely, Sonic. Um, but milk. yeah, I'm 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 at my I'm at my fucking wit's <laughs> end with Twitter because I'm pretty sure I had blocked Elon Musk. Like, oh, maybe... have you heard what he did? He got the. Oh, yeah. I was real pissy that nobody was caring about his tweets anymore because we, we know we're over it. We get it. You're you're a child. We understand. We like they made yeah, a special algorithm just for him. Yeah, little and because more people interacted with Joe Biden's tweet yeah. about the Super Bowl than they did his, he got pissy again. And I like that his tweet was just go <laughs> Eagles, and he's like, oh, that's another <laughs> banger from the Musk man. And then they <laughs> lost, and he deleted it. Yep. <laughs> even commit to what it. Uh, honestly. So yeah, like I'm I'm pretty sure I blocked him several months back and then I started seeing his tweets appear again and I'm like That's weird. Why? That's why you're getting all that Sonic porn <laughs> musk. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I would much sooner have my entire fucking feed filled with Sonic porn than I would Elon Musk. Yeah, these first folks, so yeah. maybe like, to follow at Simon four two one. At Psy421. Yeah, get it right. I'm shocked I remembered the numbers, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, send him all your Sonic um, art. Wink. If it means I don't have to look at Elon Musk tweets, then that's, yeah, fine by me. Well, Jesus Christ. On that note, I'm going to let our wonderful outro get us the hell out of here, and we'll catch you all next time. Bye. 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 options podcast